Okay. I just hit record because I want to go in now, dude. I want to tell you what happened to me today. <laughs> All right, let's do it. <laughs> so, so we had a conversation yesterday. We talked on the phone for like two hours. Yeah, we had a, I had a long chat. It was good. Dude, it was the shit. It was like, it was like a kick in my, in my gut. It was awesome. Yeah. yeah. And so like, like today, I just got back from the gym. I haven't been to the gym in over two months. Yeah. But because of our conversation yesterday, it made me question my manhood. <laughs> I had to be like, who am I? I? What am I doing? Like, I need to get on. I need to get back on the level here. Right. I know. I know. Yeah. It was awesome. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, so I, I kind of want to I just kind of want to maybe uh, ask you to kind of share about what we were talking about yesterday. And I just want to give a little bit like under the guise of because I noticed this, too, about when I listen to my favorite podcasts. Right. I love it when they start on theme, right? Like I know what I'm there for. You know what I'm saying? And so it's like uh, under the guise of, and I guess the second question I have besides asking you to share what we talked about is like, what would you describe the theme? What is the underlying theme of the show? Our show? Yeah. Of our podcast? Oh, yeah, this thing. <laughs> yeah, so like it, in a in a way it, it's like being the best version of yourself right like the the ending of 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 suffering right like in like enjoying life enjoying the life experience and then just becoming becoming aware and and waking up you know like just waking up to to life and having the flexibility to change my perception and you know, be open-minded to to see that you know what, like maybe, maybe this framework and this these ideas that I've been carrying around for so long, like no longer, I'm not I'm not interested in in experiencing those anymore. I, I'm looking for a, a new a new experience in my life, um, a new way of living. Yeah, a new way of living, um, a new way of looking at things. Right, right. I I wouldn't consider what we do self improvement. I wouldn't say like it's. Um, uh, I, I see it more on a level of experience, more experiential, um, and no real judgment on, on living one way or the other or, or whatever, but like really being objective and being open to seeing, you know, what character shows up in the world. Like, how do I show up in my life? How, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, it's, it's, go ahead. Well, and just getting clear on that and like, not, not, um, not shying away from, from the character um the way the character is like just owning the character you know right yeah yeah who and however that shows up but without without holding on to it right 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 and and no judgment towards it but just looking at things objectively and saying like yeah this is this is how i experience it and this is this is what it is and then you know looking at it going well is that something i'm interested in experiencing or am i tired of that am i it, you know like how important is my peace? How important is my serenity? How important is like, what, what are the, what are the beliefs and values of my life? And that's kind of what we were talking about yesterday is like the value systems that we operate on, like how we yeah. associate value. And, and what you just said made me think about one of the, one of the books we've talked about before the autobiography of a yogi, mm -hmm. you know, Yogananda basically is, he's, he's basically sharing the message of what he describes as Kriya Yoga, right? Yeah. And he's saying it's the science of yoga because it's something that you can test for yourself and experience, right? 
And it's tough to label it something like that as science because it's so rooted in, in something that can't be quantified or uh, or calculated or just, or communicated to someone else because it's it's truly your own experience. No one else will have it. You can't measure it. It can't be measured. And in science, you have to be able to have data that can be compared, contrasted, and me the measurements have to occur. Right. But in Kriya Yoga, it's about your experience. Yes. Yeah. And really just the um, the application of a framework, like the application of discipline. And and um, it's really it's it's submission. It's it's a, it's it's I'm, I'm submitting myself. I'm taking the plunge into this into this world, like into this into, you know, the potential of reality uh, and like what is rather than walking around on, under the guise that I've made up for so long, you know? Yeah. And it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a tough, I mean, it's not, I don't know if it's tough. Well, like if, if you've already, like, if you're listening and you're here now, like, I think you kind of can, you can kind of get it, but it's tough to recognize, like, it's tough to recognize that what you think is not true. Like it's tough to be aware of that or to cultivate the muscle that, that can become aware of that. Like right. that takes practice. All the stuff that we talk about in here is practice. Yeah. And, uh, and I, and I was listening and, and sometimes, yeah, anyway, that, yeah, I just wanted to get kind of like a, like, what is our theme, you know? Well, yeah, I really, I, I think that's, that's really what it is. And I think the cool part about what we do is the sharing of experience, right? Like I've been super open and super vulnerable about all of the things in my life and how my character shown up in certain circumstances. And I, I don't judge any of that anymore. I, I just look at it and recognize like, oh, well, you know what? That's what it was, you know? it And so if that's what it is and that's where I am, then how do I want to move forward from that? Like how, how am I interested in moving, moving forward in my life? Right. How am I interested in playing the games and showing up and right. Like, cause at, at the end of the day, the only thing that I have is I'm, I'm carrying myself with me every, every day. And that's like the people, yeah, I mean, people come and go, relationships come and go, money comes and goes, jobs come and go, all sorts of things like in the, the game of life are continually in flux. The only one constant is that I'm carrying myself into all of those arenas every single day. Mm. Like, that's it. So if like, I, and I got interested, and I know you did, and a lot of people that, you know, we know got interested in being like, not in control, but being aware of, of, of the character and being aware of self and being aware of, of the individual life experience, how you're right? showing up, like how you're looking at how you're showing up. Right. And having some authentic authenticity and being, you know, like being, being completely open and being completely honest with, with what it is. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, you can't escape the truth. It's the only, the only person you'll ever truly like the, the you that you are with right now is all you can, uh, you can know to be true. Like that's why the matrix is the thing, right? That's why there's all these stories and existential philosophies and all this stuff, because it, nothing can be proven outside of your own experience. Exactly. And my experience is my experience. And nobody's nobody is going to have my experience. And no one's responsible for yours either. No one's responsible for you. Like, no. this is the thing I've learned since we've started doing these things, dude, is like, 
the reason I, I, I kept falling down and experiencing stretches of anxiety and pain and, and just angst, you know, was because I was still operating on the way I, th I thought things should go. And the way and it was like, like, we've talked about this before, it, but I feel this way. And I think that it's like, that needs to get out of the way. Like, but you know, I don't know how to do that. You know, it's hard to do that. And part of it is sharing how I'm thinking and feeling, right? Like that's our conversation yesterday was like, here's all this stuff that's going on, you know, and, right. how, and how I'm seeing it and how I'm internalizing it and interpreting it. Yeah, a hundred percent. You know, it's, it's, it's like, it's like that area of my life that I'm interested, like I, I know it, it's maybe not maxed out or like it isn't moved. There's no inertia. It's not moving. I'm not experiencing anything different. I'm just, it's sort of the same sort of rat race over and over and over again. And then I come to this place where I become interested in actually like taking a look at it. And I find it necessary to ask for some guidance and ask for some assistance or whatever it is. Right. But then I go to the person or I go to the, to the information that I find valuable that I know is, is um, like moving it has the potential to move me into a new experience in that area. And then it's given to me really clearly and it's given, it's right in front of me, but yet I still have ideas in my mind about how it needs to be. And like, Oh, that's not good. And like, I can't do that. And they're like, th this doesn't make any sense. Right. Like I've already, I've, I'm seeking out, I'm seeking out information or I'm seeking out things that I would like to experience, but yet I'm not open-minded and applying any of the things that are being shared to me. I still have ideas about how that should look. Can you can you share some examples of how that's shown up in your life? Oh yeah, like there, like one of the greatest examples was, um, you know, like when I was playing golf. You know, um, I I uh, I grew up playing hockey, and like my my physical mobility um, with a hockey body was different than what I needed to be uh, to be a, a successful golfer, right? So I sought out you know, the best, the best of the best in that space. And, um, I go and meet this guy in Boise, Idaho, great guy. He's working with a bunch of tour players. He's an awesome person, really knows his stuff. And he's, he's the real deal. He's not, you know, a lifetime fitness guy. Like he's the, he's a guy that works with, works with the best of the best. Right. Right. And I go and, and ask him, you know, like, Hey, would you put together a program for me? And would you, would you do this? Right. And he takes me through the whole thing. Like I submit to the whole process. And then after that, based on the based on the assessment, I have a program that's built for me. Very simple, very clear. I get the program. I know what I'm supposed to do. I know how to do it. But you know what? Those hip exercises where I'm really deficient in my hip mobility, I'm not going to do those because it's just, you know, it's too hard. But like, <laughs> you know what I mean? But like, yeah, but like the, but like the T-spine rotation drills. And the, um, you know, and the, the QL stretches and the lower abdominal, um, you know, um, water bug exercises, like I'm, 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 I like those, right? Like I like those. And so I, I don't focus, I don't focus on the full pro, like I'm not willing to submit to the full program because I still have an idea in my mind about what it needs to be, even though this person's the expert, this person does this with some of the best players in the world. And here I am wanting to be that and experiencing that, but I'm not willing to do the things necessary to get there. Yeah. Yeah. You get you. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying like, that's not on him. 
like he did his job and he gave me he gave me a clear objective um, assessment on what needed to be done. Like I remember the first time I met with this guy, I'd been like I'd been operating my training routine and my training on my own ideas. Right. Like looking at different books and different bits of information. I What I did is I constructed my own program. Right. And I worked this program every day like it was a full-time job for me. Like I was in, I was hammering it out all the time through high school, right? Like when I got to college, but it was my program. See what I'm saying? It was my program based on what I thought I needed, which was so far out. So I'm working my bag off on my program, right? And I get to this place where I recognize that I'm limited. Like what I'm doing isn't quite right. Like it's not quite fully efficient. And so then I seek out some information, like, which is a really, like, that's what people do who want to get better. They reach out to, or, or have a new experience. They reach out to people that, that, that are experts, but yet, even though I spend, you know, 10,000 bucks or 15,000 bucks to like go through with this whole thing and like bring this guy on board, I'm not willing to submit to the expert. I'm, I still, I'm holding on to my old ideas about what it is that I need to be doing. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's a limiting thing. And then guess what happened for me? I go through the career and like had an underachieving career for sure, because I wasn't willing to do the things necessary. I wasn't willing to make the decisions and make the choices that were necessary in order for me to max out what I, uh, what I had already worked for, right? Like what I'd already developed. I, I, and then of course my hip mobility was, I struggled with hip mobility. I struggled with lower back pain. I struggled with things that were all a byproduct of not following instructions and not being open-minded, right? And um, great lesson. And then all of a sudden, and this hit me, this was weird because that specific incident or that specific example hit me like two years ago, right? Like I was getting ready to do like just some fun qualifier stuff and like play some tournament, um, some tournament golf again. And I saw my, I saw the program, like I still have the program. Right. And I looked at it and I was like, Holy shit. It was here the whole time. Wow. Like it's, it was here the whole time. And then guess what happened? I was in a place internally where I was like, fuck this. I'm doing this. Like I'm going to go through, I'm going to, I'm going to follow the, the, the hip mobility exercises and do the things that I need to do. And I started doing it every night, every night, every night, every night, every night. And then after a six month period, I started to be able to move in ways that I never could move before and my performance improved. Wow. Right. But like, that's a 10 year window. <laughs> yeah. That's not yeah. like, it's not like I woke up to that like two weeks later, you know, it was, it was a 10 year window. And he said to me and going back to like my program, right. And this is just a microcosm example of my life. This is a microcosm of just total sleepwalking in my life. Yeah. And I go and meet with this guy in Boise for our first session. And he looks at me and says, you have a, you have a, um, you have a body of a 10 handicapper. Like and zero would be the best. Right. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm putting in all of this work and all of this effort. Right. And he says to me flat out, like you have a body of a 10 handicapper. So if you're interested in playing professional golf, you got to get down to a, to a zero. Oh, so like, t- like a tent handicapper is like just a chopper at a country club, right? Like that's what, that's what the guy that can't hit it through, you know, wet paper 
That's how he moves. <laughs> right. Right. And I'm an elite, I'm an elite amateur that's playing golf tournaments all over the country, being recruited by some of the best schools in the country. And he's sitting there saying to me that like I'm a 10 handicapper, that I don't have the mobility, I don't have the body to be able to play professional golf effectively. And and how did and what happened? How'd you interpret that information? Well, no, it was it was it was a you know, I got hit right between the eyes with a two by four, right? Because I'm sitting there thinking, going into this thing, like this guy ain't going to tell me anything. Like I'm in great shape, right? Like I'm playing good. I'm doing this stuff. And like it totally, and rather than being open and accepting of it, I got defensive. And in my mind was like, well, you know, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about, right? Like I'm totally irrational, totally. Therefore, the defense could, mechanism comes up. The ego yeah, tries to, to protect itself. I had to itself. defend this thing that was in front of it all, right? I had yeah. to defend this character that I'd built up, Yeah. right? And then I look at all my buddies that I grew up playing with and that I traveled with and the guys that ended up making it, like moving into that experience, those guys were open-minded. Those guys didn't hold on to things. Those guys were were willing to take information and apply it no matter how hard or how difficult it was. They just kept chipping away at those things. Like they knew that their hip mobility was weak or they knew that their T-spine rotation was weak, but they made it a focus to put time and effort into, into improving that, into making that into an asset rather than a liability. Yeah, dude. And this goes back to like one of the, the most, the, I like, if I could say I'm good at anything, it's I've got, I'm working at practicing at being really good at listening. Right. right? Because like, to really listen and to really have your, because like, it's, I don't know, it's just wild because I, you go through your day and you have ideas and thoughts about how things should go and what your life should look like and all this stuff that when anything comes into my uh, sphere of influence, that is, uh, is uh, against whatever it is, I think things should be. I, I, I'm, I'm like, I want to, I want to retort or defend a, defend a space or a position. Rather, you know, and that's that's one of those practices, right? Is like, how do I listen more? How do I pay attention? How do I receive without being defensive? Exactly, exactly. And that that's the most that's that's a, a huge and see that the, the attitude and the mindset that I had, it makes everything really small, right? It limits my options. It limits my potential. It limits experiences that I might have if I'd be open-minded and take things in objectively, take things in more like a sponge as an observer, rather than going into situations with preconceived ideas about what it needs to be. And, and I'm not like, I don't have any regret, like any resentment of like what took place at that juncture in my life. You know what I mean? Like I did the best I could with what I was walking around with at the time that that was being presented to me, that, that I was going, that I was experiencing that. Like, that's okay, right? Like, I couldn't do it any other way, right? I was always going to do, I was you, always going to do the program the way I wanted to. And this is, I want to, I'm, I'm sure I asked you, I've asked you this before. I don't know why I want to ask you again, but was it, was it tough for you to get over the regret of your past? Like when you, did you ever struggle with looking at things you could have done better and kind of beat yourself up about opportunities lost? Was that, was that anything you had to work through? Yeah, 100%. But like, it was coming from a from a sleepwalking state of mind. It was coming from a place of victimization and like poor me syndrome. Right? Like, it wasn't coming from a place of authentic um, awareness or authentic, like understanding. Right? So I wouldn't, I just 
took those things and took those ideas and took those feelings and just tried to sweep everything under the rug and not really look at it. Right. It wasn't until someone said to me, well, what did you do? Like, what did you actually do here? I don't care what he did. I don't care what she did. I don't care. Like that doesn't matter to me, but what did you do in relationship to it? That whole, that one question changed my whole, every resentment I had or every regret that I had completely went away. Because what I recognized is that I wasn't taking responsibility for my life in those situations. I was still allowing external circumstances and conditions to run my life, right? And so I come to that juncture where I start going, well, what did I do? How did I, how did I, how did I respond or what, what, how did I play this? And I looked at that isolated incident and said, well, I didn't do the things that was asked of me. I didn't do the things that would have, that would have moved me into a, into a different experience or a different pedigree in my, in my golf career. Right. So then I don't have anything to bitch about. I didn't, I didn't do it. Right. And so I have to start to look at, well, let's understand the, the, the closed mindedness. Let's under, understand the character that didn't do that stuff. Right. And it was, it was fear. And it was right. Like I was afraid of, I had this character in front of me that was so stiff and so structured that I wouldn't allow anything new in that if it, it didn't, if it didn't match up with my idea about it, right. Then I wouldn't do it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's, it's, it's. So I, yes, to answer your question, I, I went through a period where there was a lot of regret, where there was a lot of resentment, but it was from an, it was from a, a point of perception or a point of view that was not constructive. It wasn't objective. It was just, it was still attached. And that's the only way that I can experience victimization or resentment, right? Is, is, is if I'm playing that victim card, if I'm playing right. that. Well, I, and I, and I'm asking, cause I know that there, we could be having listeners that haven't, don't really know your whole story. Um, you know, and you entered a space similar as, as I did, where I'd been doing what I wanted to do in my life until it totally collapsed in itself. And I entered just a pure period of emotional and uh, existential angst or pain. It was like the world caved in on itself and I was hurting so bad that, 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 that asking for help was the only thing I could do, essentially. Yeah. And so when you say the term, you know, you were sleeping through life or whatever, you were sleepy like that. That's the same experience as me is I didn't have the awareness. I wasn't aware of what was actually occurring within me to be able to tell why things happened the way they ended up happening. And yeah. same as you, it wasn't until some, I sat with someone and they said, okay, well, let's look at your, why are you feel bad about this? And then what did you do in this situation? What was your part in here? And, and like really introspectively and looking at it, doing the exercises, seeing like, well, where, where, where was I in this? Where did I, expect this person to provide this for me that that I wasn't providing for myself like where did I put myself in a position to be hurt where did I rely too much on on external things you know yeah like, um you know the job could be taken away at any moment yet it can crush me if if they if they say you're fired right and same with the girl uh, same with the house same with whatever right and so I just wanted to well, and then, the, you know, the, the, like to touch on that, the, the, the thing that the, the shift that occurs, the shift that occurs is then all of a sudden I start to make those decisions for myself. Where like, 
once you've once you've seen it, once you've done this work, once, once I'm aware what's, of what's going on, yeah, I can go. I can go to that. I can go to the boss, or I can go to the to the relationship, or I can go to like whatever it is, and I can start making decisions for myself. And I can say, you know, hey, look, this this opportunity has been great. I've learned a lot. Thanks so much for bringing me on board. It's been, you know, blah blah blah. But I'm moving in a different direction. And that's what I want. What I wanted to kind of, I, I think, one of the themes of our show is you are what happens to you. And it's a very heady concept. It's a deep concept. It's got philosophical undertones with karma, law of attraction, all that stuff. Like, yeah. When you come to terms that you are not, not only you are what happens to you, but you are what's happening even deeper, right? Even more Wu Wei and Feng Shui, right? That is, you know, touches on what we were talking about yesterday, which I want to talk about. And then I also brought a couple things that we can go through. Okay, cool. Through. Uh, but that, that idea, cause it was all red pill stuff we were talking about yesterday, <laughs> super yep. interesting. And, and, and although the, although the, the context of what we were talking about was under the guise of our experience being males in a, in a society, right. Yep. I do believe it can be applied to anyone. Like it's 100%. not, yeah. Like that we were talking, we were talking basically about how women and men, you know, like the, the, the ebb and flow of relationship and courtship and what women look for and what guys look for and all that stuff. But the outlying factor is any individual, regardless if you're male, female, in between, whatever, when you make the decision to take personal agency and responsibility for your own life, life happens for you, with you. Like it's not, it's not a power. It's not like a dominance power thing. Right. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah. And then, you know, I, what I'd, I'd, I'd add to that is, you know, being able to get clear on the games of life. Right. That's, like that's it. Being able to understand the games of life. Like, and there's a variety of different games and they all have different structures and they all have different ways to be played. But, you know, at the end of the day, they are games and there are consequences for how those games are played. And, they're non-negotiable because we set the we we set the rules of the game. Right. So it's like it's the workplace environment. It's the it's, finances. Yeah. It's a it's a finance relationships. Yeah. Right. Like friendships, culture. Um, yeah. All sorts of stuff. I mean, like monopoly has a different set of consequences and rules than you know connects. Right. Like <laughs> shoots and ladders is different than monopoly. Uh-huh. Right. Like they're they're still there, but they're games. Right. They're they're games. I mean, video games, right? Like I've never played and I've never really played a lot of video games, but like from what I can remember, right? Like every video game has a different set of rules. Right. Has a different set of guidelines, different set of objectives. But they're still games. Right. And within those games. Every action that I have or everything that I do within those games has a consequence. It has a price to be paid. Okay. Right? Like there, there's a result of my actions. Right. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Right? So like if there's an objective in a video game, you know, to get through the, the corn maze without getting, you know, um, 
without getting, you know, shot because... by a Pokemon, right? But yet I make I make a wrong turn or I make I make a, a move that's not right, like that, that's not in congruence with with getting to the end of the maze, and that Pokemon shoots me. Right? It's the Pokemon shoots me because I made I made a move at, at the wrong juncture in the maze. Right. Right? Like I did something and then as a result, I was put in this position. Yeah, th it's it's hard for me to conceptual it's hard for me to conceptualize it, what you're describing, because uh it's it's uh, it's for the first thing is generally when you're playing a game. I guess the, the thing we've talked about and I th I'd like to examine is like, what are you trying to get? Like for me, I haven't, I didn't realize that the games were, were running me. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm in all of a sudden I realized I'm trying to get something and I wasn't even aware that there was something I was trying to get. And if I didn't get it, I'd be upset. Yeah. So for me, I, I don't use the word get anymore. I use the word experience. So what am I interested in experiencing? Okay. Right. Like in a video game, for instance, like I'm interested in experiencing completion of the level or I'm interested in. Right. Like at the end of the at the end of the day, like I, I'm interested in passing that level. And for me, like that one word of like getting something like I understand it, but really when I boiled it down for me, I looked at it and it was good. No, you're not really getting anything. You're just you're experiencing something. Yeah, that's like, great. That's 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 a way. That's a great way to look at it. That makes sense. I'm experiencing now. a relationship. I'm experiencing, um, you know, uh, a career. Pro I'm experiencing progression, holding hands, kissing. Um, right. And what what that when I saw that for me, like what it did is it made everything fluid. It didn't make anything um, concrete. Like it, it uh, an experience is fluid, right? Like it's it's something that occurs like a winding river, right? But like if I'm getting something. If I'm getting something that's super tangible, like that's super in my mind, like that, that's something that's like, okay, I got this. Now what? Yeah, that's an, yeah, that's objectified rather than um, experience. Yeah. And with experiencing things come to me, things are coming to me, right? Like there, I, I start to experience, you know, I experience the new car. I experience financial abundance. I experience new relationships. I experience, right? Like every day, like at the end of the day, I mean, I am today not the same person I was yesterday. I'm the person of yesterday's experiences and there that fought that were uh, previous all matched up into one, one day today. With a variable of unknown mixed in. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I, I'm just, a, I'm an amalgamation of, of experience. Wow. Yeah. And so that's, that's the way that I look at my life. It's like, well, what are you interested in experiencing Peter? Oh, cool. Like, yeah, find more, you know, a, a greater level of financial abundance, right? A greater uh, partnership and relationships, right? And so then with that, I'm not looking to really get anything. What I'm looking at is, okay, if I'm interested in experiencing that, then how can I, how do I become that? How, how do I, how do I become, a, how do I become the type of person that would experience that in their life? Yeah, that's that's what happened to me after the phone call yesterday was this is what, what we were talking about. And it was like. It was uh, it just it just uh, elicited it, it incited action within me in the middle of the phone call. It was like I'm scheduling going to the gym tomorrow. 
Right. That's the type of that's the type of guy I would like to be. The type of guy or type of person that you were describing that we were we were describing this type of person. We were visualizing and playing around with these ideas. Right. And then that was the next the for me it was like okay, well what do you do? Um it's like cuz it hit it hit a certain point in the conversation when I was like, wow, I'm doing a lot of talking and I think there need there has to be some sort of action to go with it. Right. Yeah. Right. And so there's these areas, right? Like that I can look at and not like, I don't believe necessarily in maxing everything out, but like being honest about how I'm experiencing my life and recognizing that it's coming from the actions that I'm taking. It's coming from the person that I am right now. Yeah. And so for me to be for me to experience something different or, or something, you know, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. But like in order to experience that, I have to become that. That's it. Right. Yeah. That's that. It's on me. You know, it's it's on me at the end of the day. And that really dovetails with the conversation that we had yesterday about really specifically masculinity and understanding how um, like I'd been showing up and how external circumstances and conditions had really had the power to dominate my life, right? Dominate my behavior and dominate my, how I showed up. In layman's terms, we're talking about getting our heart broken by women, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah, no, essentially that is, but really on, on a, on a really deep level is giving away my power as a person, giving away my, my power and peace as a human to some, to something else rather yeah. than taking responsibility and taking ownership of how I'm showing up in my life, giving that away to someone else to do it for me. Yeah. And it doesn't and just have miserable to be miserable and then being miserable about how it turns out. It doesn't have to just be a woman. It's been drugs and alcohol for me. It's been Same thing. career. It's been art. Yeah. It's yeah. Been all sorts of stuff. Same thing, right? Like giving away, giving away my power and giving away my, uh, my ability to make decisions essentially, you know, and to look at things objectively. Yeah. And that's where the, the sleepiness comes in. I, the term for it, like you're not aware of it while it's happening until you can look at it until you can like, that's what we were talking about too, is like, well, you said something, I want to point out something that you said that was really profound that I thought was excellent was um, like, if you're, if you're going for a, a, a promotion, like if you want to experience um, you said something like, you your value you become the value at which that that shows up for you like you become a high value person then right. the value comes it's not the other way around it's not it's not i see the value so i'm gonna get get there it's no no i'm gonna become a high value person and then this comes regardless regardless yes that was regardless true. of the external condition right like i was talking to a buddy of mine yesterday and, um, you know, he's going through um, he's going through a situation where he wants to earn more money. Like he's been working this job consistently for a couple of years and he's like, I need to make more money. Right. And I said, you don't need to make more money. That's like you don't need to make more money. What you need to do is be the person that earns more money. <laughs> right. It's so it sounds so simple, but it's, yeah, it's, like... it's not it's not like, oh, I need to get a better job. It's like, no, I, what for me, I've got it backwards. If I'm walking into the world with that framework. <laughs> That's what's so wild. It's like, it's, I need sounds, to be better. 
yeah, I just need to be better. Yeah, I need to be better. And the thing, and this is really interesting because the thing that happened, happened, um, you know, to me five years ago was really starting out at that baseline of zero where all of a sudden all of the external things completely didn't matter. Like it didn't, it didn't matter. Like the games didn't matter because it was obvious that I was a failure in every game that I tried to win. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I didn't have the bandwidth to be able to be excellent or be able to win that game because if I did, then I would have won. Yeah. I would have been satisfied. Yeah. And I was never, ever able. And I don't believe that any human being is ever able to satisfy themselves. And right. So like, that's the great, that's the great guys. That's the great illusion. Right. That thinking that something outside of myself can satisfy my internal desire for whatever it is. Mm. Right. This internal desire for wholeness. And, but I got, <laughs> I got to that place, you know, like where a lot of us do, especially those of us in recovery, where like it didn't like none of the external stuff was it didn't matter anymore. Like. I was very clear, I can't live. I just can't live. <laughs> right. Like everything in my life is so hard and it's such a struggle and I'm so sick of this and I'm so tired of it. I give up. I give up. And at that point, I'm completely open minded. I don't have any preconceived ideas about what my life looks like because it sucks and it's a failure. <laughs> yeah. It's an absolute failure. Right. And then I, I, I come into a place where I can reach out and ask somebody that I admire, someone that I look up to, right. Follow my intuition and say, you know, what do I do? What do I have to do? Cause I'm done living the way that I'm living. And I didn't know that this was taking place at the time, but like I look back on it now and like, that's a profound experience because I, all of a sudden I went from being externally motivated to starting to walk the road that was inside and starting to take responsibility for my life. What do I have to do? And then submitting myself and following another man's, um, you know, like following another man in my life that shares with me some principles and shares with me some disciplines and starts to let me know or give me an idea of why my life looked the way that it did. And it all starts to make sense and it all starts to match up. And I start to see my life more as a comedy, more as like, wow, that was crazy stuff. Like you were totally clueless. But I get interested in going inside. I get interested in in uh, practicing some of these things on a daily basis. And that's my only focus. That's my only motivation. It's just to practice. It's just to do these things. And like one day, next day, day after, right? Like bang, bang, bang. Like just keep practicing and practicing and practicing. Don't give a fuck about what's in my life. Don't fucking care. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter if she's there. Doesn't matter if the bank bank account looks good. Doesn't matter what car I drive. Doesn't matter what my apartment looks like. None of that stuff matters anymore. Like I got interested in my life and I started doing these things because I needed a way to, to live. I needed a way to navigate the waters. And that was it. And then what happened, which is crazy, like five years down the road, I look back and I'm going, wow, like, look at all this shit that is cool. Like, look at all these experiences that you have today as a result of focusing on, you know, like being a red pilled person, which is essentially all consciousness is. That's all it is. It's like a red pilled person is conscious. They're, they're intent. They have intent, right? They're following a disciplined life. They're doing things that other people aren't doing, but they're doing it from an internal perspective rather than an external perspective. They're seeing the world and they're seeing the matrix and they're seeing the games and they're seeing all of these things of like how things work, right? 
And then I, I go through this transformation where I start chipping away and chipping away and chipping away and chipping away and chipping away, and chipping away just for the sake of chipping away, just, just for the sake that I didn't have any other options, right? And all of a sudden, I'm not pushed around in relationships anymore, right? I'm, 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 I'm speaking my piece. I'm sharing myself, right? I'm making decisions. I'm putting myself in situations with better career opportunities and more abundance financially, right? And like all of the losers that I was hanging around with aren't attracted to me anymore. And I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't care. Yeah. But like, I just, I just don't care about that stuff anymore. Right. I start being around high value men that are carrying themselves in a, in a stand up way. And they're, they're living life abundantly and they're living life peacefully and they're, in, they're comfortable with who they are as humans. And those are the men that I start attracting into my life. And I start, I start getting examples of like what consciousness and what awareness and what, what, what the print, like the principles behind this life, like what these things actually mean. And what it means for me today is that it gives me the ability to have options. It gives me the ability to be able to make plays. I'm not just sitting there playing the game because I have to play the game. I'm sitting there playing the game because I'm choosing to play this game. Right. Like I'm, I'm a, an active participant in this game. I'm, I'm doing these things. Right. And my life starts taking off. It starts growing. Man, you know what I mean? It's 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 wild. It's really wild. And that that's what led me to. Our conversation yesterday, where for me, it's a the end of a year, the end of the year is coming up. We have a new year coming um, coming on the other side. And so I'm looking at my life and I'm going, okay, cool. Like, well, let's look at these areas. And so which, which areas are you interested in developing new experiences with? And what are those, what would, what do those experiences look like? Right. And um, for me, this next year is in the financial game, right? Like 2021 uh, was great. Like made some cool plays, got to play some new games, increase my skills, increase my value in the marketplace, earn more money. Like more money came to me as a result, right? And so I get to experience a life like today that's debt free, right? I have no fear about paying bills. I have no fear about paying credit cards. I have no fear of taking vacations. None of that stuff, like gone. That limiting is, I don't experience that anymore today. But you couldn't right? have said that, you couldn't have said that a year ago. No way. No way. So what did that look like for you? What were some of those disciplines? What were some of the practices? Well, with the, for the financial piece, it was actually years before that. Like I understood that I was going to do, um, like I understood the recruiting game, right? Like I understood that I was, I'd been given an opportunity, but that in order for me to increase my income, I had to develop more skills. And so it was like, well, let's play these games and let's pay the price to do it. Let's not bitch about how much money they're paying you. And I didn't make, I didn't really make any money. Like I took the jobs because they were an opportunity to develop skills. Right. Like I went into the opportunity as like, Hey, I don't know anything about recruiting, but like, this is going to be a new skill set. I'm just going to do this. Right? right. And that turned in that job turned into one to, to one job. Then I moved to another job and that paid me more. And then that, that company, I left that company and joined another company. They paid me more. Right. And then finally, I, I joined another company that paid me 30 percent more. So you went towards what you were interested in. 
Yeah. And for me, it was even simpler than that. It was just, I needed some skills. I didn't care what it was. The only skills that I'd had was teaching, was teaching golf, right? Was teaching golf and playing golf. Right. I had value in that marketplace. And so last year, for instance, an opportunity came for me to make a pivot, right? Into a new opportunity that was going to pay me 30% more for the skills that I had developed over the last four years. So the four years paid off in a 30% pay increase, right? Which then put me in a position where I'm getting to learn new skills in a new organization, right? So my value is continuing to go up because I'm becoming more, I'm developing more skills for the marketplace. Right. So this year, this year is about like, okay, well, where can we expedite or where can we really focus on skill development? And so these are things that you're just thinking of. It's not something that you're not doing like a specific exercise or anything. Well, no, no. Like I, these were things that I had written down. These were things that I had, these were things that I had looked at over the course of the, of, of my life. As soon as I started in recruiting, right? Like I was aware that the game, like this was the game. Right. Like yeah, it was very, yeah. It brings me back to the vision board that we did with the, when we first started the show and how, how everything's, it, it was, you know, cause I like this, I like this gameplay talk because it's something that is tangible. Like it's something that you, that we all can know and, and point at, right? Like we know what a job is. We know what a relationship is. We know what money is. These are objects in the material realm, right? Yeah. And so the vision, the vision board was super helpful for me because I was able to use the objects that I was looking at as the starting point to look deeper within like what type of character do I want to uh, realize? Like what type of character would I like to embody in this world? What type of role interests me? Like what is my natural interest towards in, in regards to the role that, that I would like to play and have it all there and then go, go even deeper, you know? And that's, that's kind of where, where the thing that tripped me out is like the willingness, even at the end of the day to surrender that to surrender my ideas and my thoughts and even any game I may be playing. Right. Which is, you know, I found myself yesterday with, with a, with a friend who's on his, he just did his first interview with Google. Right. And he was calling me and he was like, you know, he's nervous, you know, and I heard myself saying something that someone had told me that, that had a profound effect on me, you know? And, um, you know, it's, it's, um, and I don't know why I am this way. I guess because I've 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 played I've gotten out of my system all the games I wanted to play. You know, yeah. I, I wanted to be an artist, I became one. I wanted to be a writer, did it, musician, did it, blah, 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 podcast, whatever. I became that. Uh and, and it wasn't what I was seeking. Um, and so it it's I, I live in this space or this state of like the only game I'm I'm truly interested in playing is the game of of conscious surrender, the game of being lived like this harmony or this divinity that you can experience in a day-to-day -day life of just like not a lot of many people get to be here right now. To me, it's a fucking miracle and it's astounding that we get to exist and I'm not being torn apart in a million pieces floating through space or being in some shitty situation that you and I both have been in. Like it's just to be able to be present and to be able to be content and just exist and go with what is is like, I, I want to, like, it's a weird thing to say, but like, I want to be the river. I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, I don't necessarily, you know, does that make sense? Like, I want to be the, be whatever it is. 
Right. Right. And, and so like the thing that, the thing that you're saying though, like that doesn't, that doesn't um, exempt you from the way the games are. No, it doesn't. Matter of fact, knowing what they are is even more important. So like, and like, for instance, when the Georgia power bill comes, right. And I'm interested in experiencing, right. Like I'm not interested in playing any financial games or like career games and the, the Georgia power bill comes and I'm living by myself in an apartment and I don't have the resources to be able to cover that, that um, responsibility, right? Like I can't get mad at the game that I'm not playing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. See what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I can't get mad at the game that I'm playing. No, no, that's it. Like, but that's the thing you were born in. We we're born into this game, right? Yeah. A hundred percent. There wasn't any conscious choice necessarily. And like, but the, the point is, is that like, even though that's the nature of existence, that doesn't exempt me from being a human being right now. I can make, I can make different decisions. I can shit can this entire, I can, I can shit can all the games and I can go play the monk game. Right. I can, I can, I can let go of every material possession that I have, throw it into the bin, leave the job and sign up for a monk ship. <laughs> That's what's crazy. I was thinking about while you were talking about the different games and I was yeah. thinking, I was thinking like every time you encounter someone, an individual, it's a new game every single time. Like I was thinking about this podcast, like this is a totally different game than what I was playing at the gym before we started recording. Exactly, and it, was, and it was totally different than what I was doing on shared space meetings this morning. That was a totally different game. And I was thinking, dude, like I was thinking like, so I play a character on this video game, right? Like I'm a bard, I'm a minstrel. And the role of the bard is basically to be a utility where he comes, he feels like you're in a group and you're trying to accomplish missions. Right. And the 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 role that the bard plays is their jack of all trades they can they can crowd control if you got to keep all the uh, all the all the enemies like still and not moving they can do damage if they need to they can do a little bit of healing they can do a little bit of everything they're not a master of anything but they do a little bit of everything right and i was and i was thinking like holy shit that's how i like living my life there's a reason i like for some reason i chose this character it's like i want to play all the games i don't want to be tied into any one specific game. right right but see that that again like that 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 that's for you yeah like see and then the harmony comes where i'm in alignment with those with those with those decisions and and that those visions you see what i'm saying yeah and that's like, where hey well, for that... me for me this is cool for me this is cool but then owning that and then not being dicked around or swayed by someone that says that's not okay Right. See what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like she comes in and says, you don't make enough money. Well, fuck you. This is what I do. <laughs> this like, this is what I do. Yeah. I enjoy, I enjoy doing this. Yeah. Right. I, I, I enjoy, I enjoy, I enjoy my, my, my career experience. I'm not interested in, in setting the world on fire with a million dollars a year of income. And if this isn't okay for you, then you you have every right to leave. Yeah. 
You see what I'm saying? But what happens, but what happens is, is that if I'm in a state of fear, if I'm in a state of unawareness, if I'm in a blue pill or whatever, right? That person comes in and says that to me. And then I go, well, I'm not good enough. I don't make enough money. She's obviously unsatisfied with my, with my income. So then I start, I, I'm like, well, you know what? Maybe she's right. And in order to keep her happy or to, or to pursue her happiness, I'm going to let go of, the, of something that I really enjoy experiencing and then go do things that I'm not interested in experiencing, not for my own life, but for hers. Well, this is, well, this is where the middle way shows up though. Like there is a, there is a level of um, like listening to the feedback, absorbing it, really understanding it. Where does it affect me? How does it affect me? Why does it affect me? Why am I affected? Cause that's the thing I've noticed too, dude. Like if we're talking the truth of the show, it's like, it's learning how to pay attention to these, these compass points. Right. Like it's when I, when I am, agitated or disturbed by what somebody says to me there's something in me i gotta look at there is some there's some truth there when melissa comes in the room and says you've been playing too much everquest and i get upset and i get i get upset there's some truth there right but on the other side right when i know i'm doing my stuff when i know i'm i'm getting it in the way i know i'm capable of getting it and she comes in and says that and i know i'm no no ma'am no this is this is my time right now like I've been doing it. Like, here's all the stuff right. I've done. You see, the, you see the difference there, right? Oh yeah, it's 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 night and day. It's a but, totally different. It's a totally different experience. But yeah, the point I'm trying to make though is there to have a little bit of uh, emotional agility, or not not agility, but like emotional awareness. Yeah, it's flexibility. To- it's fluidity. It's 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 being able to look at that objective, um, openly and honest. And see when when that when that stuff came to me, like. Cause that was a real example that I shared with you. Like when that stuff came to me the way that it did, I didn't take the time and the space to go like, and see if it was, if it was, um, if it served me like for my life. But that's the thing. That's the, that's what I'm getting at is that like life, life and my experience, it seems to be life is trying to tell me things. So like Melissa is a manifestation of, of, um, a, Something like there, if, and how, and Eli is a great example too. Like, you know, these, these things in, in, in the, in, in the world are, are the, how I respond, like what, sh- what comes up when I'm presented with something, that's the game. Like that's, if I'm like, if I'm not, if I'm paying attention to the temperature of my being, like what's going on within me, that's yep. where I need to stay. Like, because life is, life seems to want to, want to, want to, like life is the guru. Right. But then also taking ownership, taking ownership and saying something, well, you know what? I'm not willing to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that's, what's, that's, what's interesting is like, you know, I I never had that ability. I didn't, I didn't, I never had that point of consciousness or that point of awareness where I could come at, I could come at. Uh, something that came to me in my life in that frame in that way yeah that's that's why this that's why this stuff there's no real we couldn't actually tell no one can tell anybody what they could ever do because everyone's so different like like having the ability to stand up for yourself right like and really be like no no i've earned this time and i've earned and and this is the thing i want to do like i know i want to do this and to really own it 
that is a practice. That's a skill. Yeah. And the only way that I can practice that stuff, I can't practice it on a podcast. I can't practice it reading a bunch of books. I can only practice it from experience. I have to be in it. Mm. Right. Like, and so for me, when I look at those experiences that I had both in relationships and career, I'm so grateful for all that stuff because I can look back on it now and go, whoa, how fucking asleep were you, dude? Like, look at the way that you responded to this. Look at the way that you reacted to it. Like, look at what you did as a result of what someone else said to you or what someone else did. You didn't have any ownership of your life. You were just a like a, a bouncy ball in a fucking outhouse just being, you know what I mean? Like, just yeah. being uh, kicked around everywhere. Yeah, that was mine. Like I, I, I felt like I was whipped around by life. I just felt I was victimized. I was, but I exactly. didn't. But my my thing was so I fought so hard against it, like that it, that even like the weird the word victimization doesn't do it justice. When actually that's that's really kind of what it was. But I was fighting it, and it was like it didn't make any sense. Like right. And it's have it's see it's having that awareness of of what's what's valid and what's invalid, right? So like if somebody comes to let's say I'm I'm bitching about my career all the time, like I'm just bitching about it, right? I'm in that poor me thing and I'm just complaining, blah blah blah. But yet I keep showing up every day and I'm not willing to do anything else. And like one of my buddies or a, a girlfriend comes to me and says, you know what? Like let's talk about this. Every single day you, you come in and start, you know, complaining about your job and all of these things that are going on, but yet you're choosing to be there on a daily basis. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. So like you either, um, you know, like you, you got to, there's something that you have to do about this. You either have to make peace and see how you're showing up and what you're doing, or it's time to make a career change and do something else. Wow. Yeah. See what I'm saying? So like if, and then I want to be the type of person that doesn't have any defense mechanism up over that where I can be like, you know what? I am bitching a lot about my work. And I am showing up every day. And that's my that's my choice. And I did sign up for this. Mm. Right. And like, you know what? You're right about that. You're you're right. You're, what you're saying is right. And wow. I wasn't that type of person. I was the type of person that had to defend the character that was in front of me. Right. And say get off my back or fuck off when somebody was actually trying to be helpful. Yeah. See, it's a different when someone cares or someone really is genuinely interested in your life and they come to you and they, they, they share what they see about, about my life and how I'm showing up. Right. Like that's different than someone coming to me saying, Hey, you know what? You're a loser. Cause you don't make enough money. Yeah. That's a different deal. Yeah, totally. Right? And I didn't have the ability to, to, I didn't have the ability to understand those as different, different, like one was coming from a place of, of interest and, and care or love, if you want to use that word. And another one was coming from a place of personal attack that, you know, this person's not good enough for me. Two totally different, two totally different things. Hmm. Right. Cause on one hand, when the person comes to me and like saying, well, you know, do you have something you want to talk about or let's talk about your career? Let's see what's going on. Like there's an element of curiosity there. Like I'm actually genuinely interested in what's going on in your life. Right. Like you and I do with with people that we, we talk to like, hey, well, you know, talk to me about that. What's going on? 
Yeah. What's up? What's up with that? With that situation that you, you experienced, you know, yesterday at Kroger or, you know, when you flicked the guy off that was that ran the stop sign or you got into that altercation with the, the taxi driver at the airport. Right. right. Like what what's that about? Like, let's talk about that. Right. And like come from a place of understanding and 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 maybe helpfulness or like availability rather than saying, you know what, dude, you're a fucking idiot. Like, <laughs> why would you ever get into an altercation with a taxi driver? Right. Like you're you're a moron. See the difference? Yeah. And like, I'm interested in being the person that can be open to that, to that, um, that constructive feedback or that constructive um, awareness, rather than being so wound up in my own character, and my own crap, that I can't see that someone's actually extending their hand or, or, or they're, they're actually interested in my life. I didn't have that ability. Everything was the same. I just shut anything, anything that came at me that, that criticized or brought to attention what I was actually doing. I did not have time and I wasn't interested in listening to any of it. Any of it. Huh. Right. Crazy stuff. And the thing that I've recognized over in the, the course of my, you know, the last half of a decade really is that I had a low value mindset. It was a low value, uninteresting mindset. There was no interest in development. There was no interest in growth. There was no interest in new experience. It was so closed minded and my world was so small, right? And it really, at the end of the day, I don't care who the person is or how much how much financial resources a person have. It's unattractive and nobody wants to be around it. Nobody. It gets sick and it pushes it pushes everything that I might be interested in away from me. Mm. And that's exactly what happened in my life. I pushed away every single thing that I was actually interested in experiencing all because I was so asleep and so afraid that that. Um, my character would be, would be on the front line, mm. you know, that my character would actually be visible. And you'd, you'd see that, you know what, really, I'm just a scared, I'm just a scared kid. I'm just a scared, immature person that doesn't know what he's doing. Has no fucking clue what he's doing. Mm. Right. Yeah. Because the truth, the truth always comes out. The truth always comes out. The truth of my character came out. It was shown very, very clearly. And that was what happened to me five years ago when I had that, that moment where I was like, Peter, on your own power and on your own thinking, you are a complete failure. <laughs> it's not like you're, you might be a failure or you struggled in this area. No, every department of my life was a failure. So, would you, so... <laughs> It's just making me think of the first time we did we did a show, and I was at your office at your old office space at uh, Pond City Market downtown. Yeah, and I remember sitting there with you. We were doing the vision board that day, and I was just like, "I need to." We were just talking. I was like, "I got to throw the re the recorder down." You know, I need to just capture whatever's going on here. And I was like, "Yeah," I was like, "What? What is Peter?" Right? <laughs> and you were because it was the it was. The first, it was the first time I had encountered someone who had, who had had an experience similar to mine, which right. was, which was the ego death, which was the dissipation of the identity of this, this thing that Small we call, self. yeah, the, well, the thing that, that the world's been telling me I was my whole life, Adam Abramowitz, 
you know, you know, you're, you know, and it was when I had that ego uh, dissipation, uh, because it just left me, there was no me anymore. There was no Adam. That was the subject of that first podcast was like, when you're like, I'm, there's no, like, Peter's this character, Peter's this thing, right? Like, like, underneath that, you know, is, is where I exist. I, I, the, the space of awareness or the space of being like, yeah, that was some heavy fucking shit we were talking about. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 um, it's revolutionary. Like it's, it's a revolutionary thing when I recognize, when I recognize that I wasn't my name, <sighs> right. That yeah. I really, I really wasn't my name, not only because um, you know, I wasn't my name, but because it's impossible to be my name. I can't, it's not, I can't be it. It's never, it, it's, I can experience it. I can experience it, but I can't be it. Right. I'm never, I'm never anything outside of, outside of um, myself. I'm never anything outside of it. Anything other than what you currently are. Yeah. And all of that stuff over the years have been piled onto me and had been, you know, tagged on my name, like this big, you know, those, uh, like when people get married, they get the cans on the back of their car. Just married. Yeah. Yeah. I just think of that. Like, I think of like this, you know, 4 million, 4 million cans just roped together being, you know, drugged behind this drug behind this vehicle that I think is, that I think is real, right? Like <laughs> that's a good description every one of those cans has got some idea attached to it, right? It's got, you know, handsome Peter, ugly Peter, short Peter, tall Peter, stupid Peter, dumb Golf. Peter, right? Yeah. Athletic Peter, right? You know, successful Peter, non-successful Peter, loser, upstanding citizen, like all sorts of, all sorts of feedback that had been given to me over the course of my life. None of that came from within. It all came from you guys. And those ideas and those things that I'd been told of who I was dominated my motherfucking life. It dominated my life. And so I've given up on the quest to figure out who Peter is. There, there's nothing to figure out. <laughs> like, I don't need to know. I don't need to know my name. It doesn't matter. Yeah. What, what does matter is, and the question that I'll ask myself sometimes is, Peter, how is your name showing up in the world? Ah. Oh. How are you showing up? How is, how is this character? How is Peter showing up in your life, in, in this life, in this experience? Whew. That's it. That's really it. And the only way, the only way that I can move into new experiences with my character is by being aware of how the character is actually showing up and taking ownership for the character, taking ownership, like taking responsibility for the, for that, for that shit. Cause I have to take responsibilities for the labels that you slap on me. Cause I'm the one fucking doing it. You're allowing it. Yeah. I'm the one, I'm the one that's doing it. I'm the one that's going into the office, acting the way that I am out of that idea. It's not happening to you. It's happening to me. It's coming to me, <laughs> but yet you gave me the idea. The responsibility is not on you for giving me a better label. The responsibility is on me for whether I'm taking action out of that or not. Wow. And I recognized that I was taking action in my life by through with a bunch of fucking bullshit, a bunch of ideas and a bunch of things that were not ever my decision. They were never my it wasn't that wasn't what I was. And it's confusing as fuck. It's so confusing. 
because there's this thing that's going on in me that's like, you know what? Like, I'm, I can't be that. Like, I real like this doesn't make any sense. Like, I don't feel like this is who I really am, but yet I'm doing these things. Right. Right. Like, I had those thoughts all the time. I do something crazy or tragic, you know, end up in a really, you know, crazy situation. And I remember, like, after those had passed, I'd be like sitting there on my bed or like in jail or whatever, going like, how, what the, what the heck? How does that happen? Yeah. That, that can't, was... that can't be me. That can't be who I really am. That yeah, stuff that, can't be it. That was, that was my, that was my waking moment of last year, waking up, getting out, bailing myself out of jail, eight years sober, going back to the little room in my buddy's house that I lived in, looking around and being deeply dissatisfied and realizing <laughs> this is the kicker, realizing Every choice I've ever made has led me here. Like this is, I'm every choice I've ever made in my life has led me here and I'm deeply dissatisfied, right? Yeah. <laughs> and that's when things really started kicking off. When I really started listening, when the show started, that was when we were talking and we started really crafting a vision and then deciding what that looked like and, and understanding the character traits of like, how does someone exist who lives in this way? And, and like, that's the thing is like, I, in that moment, I, I was forced to take responsibility because I was the one that, that hadn't gotten my license renewed. Like that was me not being responsible for playing. Like this is the game that we're in as much as I want to be a Wu Wei wizard who, who exists in the, in the, in the crease of time and space. Right. That's not reality. <laughs> that's not no, reality. Because, right, yeah. hundred percent. Right. Like that it, there there's, there's, like I said to you from the beginning, like if, that it doesn't like I'm not exempt from I'm not exempt from other games existing. Right? Like I'm not exempt from that. I'm not exempt when the tax man comes and you know the the rules the rules of that game are that 30% of whatever I bring in is going back to the is going back to that is going back to the to the mothership of money. <laughs> America. <laughs> right? Like that's those are the rules of the game. Yeah. So like I can't I can't sit there and be like, oh, well, you know what? Like, I'm going to, I'm going to send some money to Switzerland and I'm going to like, you know what I mean? Like, no, that that's, and if I do, if I do take a bunch of dough and move it to a Swiss bank account or whatever that can't be tracked, then I have to take responsibility for that action. <laughs> yeah. And that, and that maybe, maybe the, the money mothership finds out that I've done that and then they prosecute me for tax evasion. Yeah. Right. So, okay, cool. Like I made the decision, like I did what I did. Then I got to, I got to pay the piper. That's I can't get, I can't get upset at the, I can't get upset at the game, you know? Exactly. And that's, yes. And that's what you were saying. That's what, that's what we were saying at the beginning. And yeah, because I'm the one that's showing up. I'm the one that's showing up and playing the games under those rules. Like I can't, I can't play shoots and ladders on the board of monopoly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The, the game's fucked up. Yeah, I've, I've tried. It's not a good time. <laughs> yeah, and that's where, you know, like I'm I'm a huge believer in breaking rules because rules are ideas and status quos that are typically like built out of, you know, sometimes they're authentic, they're authentic and sometimes they're not. But I'm not a I'm not a I'm not a fan of breaking laws. Right? Yeah. Like and that's the thing. I don't know if you ever saw Arnold Schwarzenegger's video on that, but he talks about he talks about breaking rules, right? Yeah. But not breaking laws, right? And like 
I will always be a rule breaker. I've always broken rules, right? And I broke many laws. I still break rules today, but I don't break laws. It's interesting. It made me think of uh, Werner Herzog, the, the filmmaker who, who did uh, The Grizzly Man and all these documentaries and stuff. And his, yeah. his, his artistic thing was like, you go get the shot. Like, but it's, it's about risk. Like, it's like recognizing, like, is it worth it to put the money in the Swiss bank given the risk that could accrue and your responsibility? How, how, how is like what, what you're trying to do? Is it worth the risk? You know, and sometimes if you're an artist, artist of life, artist of film, artist of whatever, you take the risk because it's worth it. Hey, relationships, a- anything like there's that like you, I'm getting it now. Like at the beginning, I wasn't able to conceptualize what we were talking about, but now I'm getting it because there are consequences. Whatever you do, there's going to what we do. We are what we do and, the, and it's going to come back in some way or something's going to happen. Right. And here's the thing, though, is dropping the label of whether those consequences are good or bad. They're not it, they're, they're, they're not good or bad consequences. They're just equal. They're equally proportionate to the actions I've taken. And I have to take ownership over over whatever comes my way as a result of what I've done. So it's like, oh, you know what? I I uh, I skimped on my taxes last year. Right. Skimped on my taxes. Guess what? This year, I owe more. I, I owe more taxes than I than I um, was originally um, tagged for last year. And why do I owe more for that year? Because I didn't pay the right amount of taxes. I have to pay more because there's a fine involved because I didn't follow the law. <laughs> I was trying to explain to yeah. That's exactly right. Like, and it's not, I don't look at it as like, oh, that's a bad consequence. Like I'm, I'm getting fucked over. No, it's you're like, aware. Like, yeah, it is what it is. And so th- this year, like I've got to put an extra thousand bucks away or whatever and pay that tab. Yeah. Huh. And it's not, it's not emotional. It's not up and down. It's just, it's just, it's just straight. It's just straight up the middle. It's just is what it is. <laughs> well, we didn't get to, we didn't get to any of this once again. <laughs> You want to like? I mean, you want to spend like fifteen minutes just talking about it? About what? About the stuff we talked about yesterday? Didn't we? Didn't we just do? Didn't we just do an hour on it? Yeah, kind of. But like, there was some other stuff about like the, um, like the red pill stuff and the blue pill and like the betaization of men and like you know some interesting things. <laughs> we can, yeah. We can, I, to me, to me, it's like muddy waters. Once you go there, you know, like it's, it, we can, it's just, I don't know. We can try. Yeah. I, I mean, I suppose it's, it's probably, yeah. I mean, it's at the end of the day, like, I guess for me, it comes down to like looking at how the games are played and like understanding the guidelines of the game. And there's certain guidelines and relationships with men and women that are non-negotiable. <laughs> They're non-negotiable. <laughs> yeah, I loved what we were talking about yesterday. <laughs> because it's not, we're not talking about external things. We're talking about internal, internal things, internal biological instincts <laughs> that go back to the time when uh, human beings started walking the, walking the planet. Uh-huh. Right? 
I do understand that they're probably sensitive topics, but I th it, it's at the end of the day, it's just for me, it became really, really important to wake the fuck up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes, I'm with like, you. Just just wake up. Uh huh. Like wake up to all this bullshit. Wake up to all this garbage that's being passed my way on a daily basis. Wake up to the things that people are telling me and saying to me, all of the media, all of the information. And it's not, I'm not saying it's, it's like, it's not a good or bad thing. It's like, it's just manipulation. And it's, 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 it's being in this matrix that's, that's controlling my decisions and controlling my behavior. Right. Yep. And yep. like waking up to that, yep. not judging it, but like waking up to it. It's they're it, They're just falsehoods. Yeah, it's, it, they're just not. It's just not accurate stuff. And I think as a man myself, right. I look at some of the relationships that I experienced and I didn't and I wasn't showing up in the way that I was interested in actually showing up. Right. I and I'm saying that personally because I ended up having a poor life experience. I didn't enjoy my life in the way that I could have had I been awake and looking looking at this stuff. 100%. Same here. On a day-to-day -day basis, on, on just a day-to-day -day basis. Like for me, I was a relatively independent guy. Like I'd, I'd always marched to my own beat. Yeah, did I have some fear? And yeah, did I have some things that I was doing unconsciously and like running around causing havoc and being crazy? 100%. All things that I wouldn't have, I, I'm not interested in doing today. But at the end of the day, I had I had a I had a group of buddies that I shot pool with. I had a community that I played golf with, right? I had a, a nice apartment in a cool part of town, right? Like I had some status, I had some, I was comfortable, I enjoyed my life. And what happens is that being so fucking asleep, I end up entering into a new experience where I start giving away my power of choice. I start giving away my power of my own experience in my life to external circumstances and conditions. And I wake up one morning and I'm like, I'm a sack of fucking used yard tools. I hate, I hate my life experience. I hate this. Right. I hate it. I'm dying inside. It goes back to the, it goes back to like, anytime I'm working, there's this part in the, in the, in the, uh, there's this part in this book, right? The big book where um, this guy, Bill is, you know, he's drunk around the clock. And this is in the 1930s, and his wife is supporting the entire family structure. He's, she's supporting the entire family. She's working at a department store in, 19, in the 1930s, while her husband, who had once been a reasonable provider or a reasonable contributor to their life, can't function anymore in the games, and he's stuck under the, he's stuck under the table drinking the clock around. Right now, yeah. here's the thing. I don't care if she pays the bill at dinner or not. Right. But like at the end, like when it comes down to it, I have I have wanted to do something nice for for uh, a girlfriend. Wanted to plan a nice night out. And the fucking bill comes. The bill comes and, of course, the waiter or waitress at the time gives me the bill, gives me the bill, not her, doesn't give her the bill, gives me the bill. 
and I can't pay that bill. I don't have enough. I don't have enough resource to pay that bill. So I have to slide that bill around the table without saying a word, all coy and sheepish in front of my partner who is expecting me to pay for that, that, for that experience. And I knew that I, I signed up for that game. I signed up for that. I knew that that's the way that it was. Mm. See what I'm saying? And yeah. that, and that's, in that situation, it goes back to the stuff we talked about with, um, you know, Rich Cooper and uh, Rolo Tomasi and these guys that are, are talking about masculinity and, 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 and awareness and showing up in the world as a man. I have never, I've had a lot of really poor experiences feeling wise, uh, emotionally, but I have never had anything that trumped that experience. Mm. I was inadequate. It was obvious. I couldn't contribute all because I'd walk myself in a, in a fucking sleepwalking state for so long that I couldn't contribute to something that I wanted to actually contribute to. Mm. Right. And I don't care. I don't care who, like, if there's any women that listen to this, like you can probably, I'd be really surprised if you'd want to be out to dinner with, with the guy that I was at that time, knowing and expecting me to cover that tab because I had planned it and I'd set it up. Mm. I don't think there's a woman that would be attracted to that. No, I don't think so either. That would be interested in it. Right now. Well, if, or, or man, <laughs> to be fair. No, no, <laughs> like, yeah, a, a, a human being, like just yeah. a human in general. Yeah. Right. Like that's a, that was a miserable thing. And so like, I go back to that and look at that and go, I'm fucking done with that. I'm done. Like, I don't ever want to be in a situation where I plan something and I take the lead and set it all up and I can't cover the expense. Mm. And I had become that type of person. I'd become that type of man. Mm. Right. And that touches on what we talked about yesterday, right? With like men showing up and men owning their lives and men, you know, being responsible for their actions and, and, and leading by example and really, really being aware and awake in their lives. And I, I think it's, I think it's for everyone, right? Like, I, I don't think it's just a man or woman thing. I think it's a, it's, it's, it's women coming to understand men, right? And un, un understanding like the, the games of a man and it's men understanding the games of a woman. Yeah, it, it, it's helpful. It's super helpful. Yeah, absolutely. Damn. So, that's my objective for the new year. That, that's where I'm at, man. Like taking honest stock of everything that's there how I'm experiencing it, looking everything as reasonably and as clearly as possible, and then making plays for, for new development and new skills and new experiences in the next year, you know, and having fun with it and playing with it and seeing where it all goes. And then, you know, reevaluating it at the end. And you know what, maybe, maybe I get to a place where it's like, you know what, fuck that game. I'm not, inter I don't, I'm not interested in that anymore. Like, I don't want to play that game. Like, I don't care how much money comes my way on a yearly basis. Right. Or maybe I shit can all the games and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to join. I'm going to become a monk. Right. And though all of those are it's they're all fine. It's just that I'm aware of how I'm showing up. I'm not joining a monk 
because she said I'd be a good monk or he said I'd be a good monk. I'm joining the monkhood because I'm interested in experiencing monkship or monkhood. Right? <laughs> I almost joined the monkhood, but then the monk said I can't because I have a family. Like it's like, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, there was a guy that talked about that. Like he tried to become a monk and the monk just flat out said to me, he's like, this isn't your purpose. Yeah. That's what he told me. Yeah. Like you're, you're better served and you're better served in, in those games over there. Not this yeah. one. Yeah. He's, yeah. That's exactly what he said. He, he told me. You know yeah. what I mean? Ruin the so, Grand Canyon for me. <laughs> good stuff. And before, so before we shut it down, I, I'm just curious about like, about your stuff, right? So like we had this conversation yesterday. Uh-huh. And like, what were some of the things that you saw in yourself of like how you were becoming or like what, like how you were experiencing yourself that were like red flags where you were like, wait a second, like maybe I've, 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 I've stopped doing this or I've stopped doing that or you know what I mean? Yeah, it was, it was the gym thing. It was, it was the moment I shared with you when I was, <laughs> it's, I guess if uh, I was, I was in the bedroom without I was not wearing a shirt in the bedroom Mel comes out of the bathroom right and she looks at me and I'm sitting there shirtless and uh and I could see she kind of she didn't look enticed right and I was like I know I haven't I haven't been to the gym in two months and then she goes and she's walking past and she goes no 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 she goes no 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 you look great (laughs) and I could feel that it wasn't authentic right i knew it and it didn't upset me i wasn't bothered by it yeah, yeah. it was it was a data point like i said i'm i'm really good at listening <laughs> i was just like okay well you know i don't want to be first of all it's it's nice it's nice it's like a nice gesture right when someone compliments and doesn't say anything you know it's a nice gesture but i i want to I, I i the only experience i'm interested in is truth so I'm not interested in any fallacy. I'm not interested in things that aren't true. And um, it, and so anyway, I, I I take the data, right? We have the phone call. We're talking about this stuff. We're talking about taking ownership. We're talking about seeing things. And I was like, I could be better. That was all it was. I could be better. And so what what can I do to be better is go back to the basics. Sometimes it's okay. Now I'm waking up early to do prayers and meditations. Sometimes it was like it was yesterday where it's like, I'm scheduling going to the gym. Right. And uh, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. And so, I mean, but, but, but that's an, like, that's an example of exactly what we're, what we're talking about. Yeah. Cause well, really, really what it was, you play the tape out. That was a microcosm, right? I'm aware that this relationship with Mel is a living, breathing thing that has all potentiality to succeed or fail. This is a live game occurring right now. Every day. And I want to I want to be if I'm going to play a game, I want to be the best at it. I want to play the game, dude. Like I want to really be in there. And it was just really cool that the conversation elicited this moment of awareness because I would I didn't give it a second thought. I was just like, yeah, I haven't been in the gym in, a, in a two months, you know. And I didn't no, care. But see, this is this is the big this is the thing that I saw for myself when you were talking about that was that sleepwalking Peter would have respond would have would have said something disrespectful and been like, "Why the fuck are you looking at me like that?" Uh-huh. what like why are you giving me that look? Right, like this poor me thing, 
right. well, you're not you're not attracted to me anymore right well it's not and that's not it's like it has nothing to do yeah yeah you're right yeah you see what i'm saying like but but that that's how i would show up in those situations because i would feel that energy as being an attack on my character which i had to defend right and i would push it i'd push that stuff out when really it's just feedback right I, like today like today for instance i had a like a couple years ago i had a um a friend of mine like take a look at my apartment and like i'm like oh what do you think of my place you know and she was like oh it's pretty nice you know like another inauthentic gesture it was a fucking pigsty it's just it was disgusting <laughs> you knew it we do it we all knew it <laughs> everyone knew it you know and so like i i looked at it and was like yeah she's right right like i didn't say that yeah but, but you I felt like, it yeah but i didn't get defensive i didn't yep. get upset i was like okay cool like am i willing do i like paying the price of of that response to my question like do i is that and i said to myself like no that's not that's not how you want to show up that's not well, how i want to show up goes back to the manhood thing right like i'm not i want to i'm interested in the experience where where the woman i'm with wants to jump my bones that's the experience i'm interested in yeah and if that's the experience i want to have there's things i need to do <laughs> yeah i totally get that yeah. i totally get that right because in that situation for instance i was upset at my partner for not being attracted or not having genuine desire for me but yet i'm walking around smoking a pack of cigarettes every every day not doing anything physical not doing anything to maintain and grow and develop you know physically spiritually mentally in my own life and like i'm mad at her and i look back at the way that i was and i'm like dude so you were so unattractive like <laughs> just so unattractive like it you you, you were you it's just awful like you weren't healthy you were a pissant in every area of your life you were a pain to be around <laughs> right like and i got that feedback from other men like years later there was this guy that was so influential in my early sobriety like we would have a meeting every day at this place that i worked at in the in the parking lot and we would smoke cigarettes or whatever together and he was just like a cool old school guy, right? Like great guy, successful in business, happy family, like a good man. And he'd been sober for two or three years. And like we were, um, like he's almost like a surrogate father to me today, you know? And, but this was like a couple of years ago, we were out playing golf and I asked him, I was like, hey, just like out of curiosity, what did you think of me when you first met me? And he goes, Peter, you were an arrogant, self-absorbed, pissant <laughs> right you're yeah. an arrogant self-absorbed pissant you wallowed around talking about your problems talking <laughs> about this talking about that complaining all the time he goes you carried yourself like an absolute loser <laughs> <laughs> you looked pretty cool though i remember seeing you back in the day dude you look cool out there smoking the cigarettes <laughs> yeah but, but no this, you could you could feel it you could definitely feel that this was before this was before any of this was before and this was like the first three months like where i like I, I didn't have there was nothing going on like it was the first three months of where i like i was so sick yeah like and he saw that from the beginning right that's so that's what's so interesting about the intuition piece is like your intuition can know things before you actually know things and he was right see wow. like 
and I'm and I and I'm like, well, how am I today? And he goes, you're a total, you're you're not the same person. Like you're a totally different person. You're actually a man today. Like you're take responsibility for your life, right? You're not a victim anymore. You're showing up. You're participating. You're doing things. You're building. You're creating. You're developing. You're growing. It's a totally different person. And that's the type of change that's possible when I got interested in what was going on inside me, when I got interested in how I was showing up, when I got interested in being honest and open about, about who I was at the time that I, I, was, I was looking at it, right? And then over and over and over and over and over and over, like rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat, all of a sudden, five, six years down the road, like I wake up on a, you know, every day and I'm like, you know what, like this is pretty cool. I'm all right. Mm. Like I'm comfortable on a day-to-day basis. Like that doesn't mean that I don't go through waves. Like you and I have talked about off the pod, like, yeah, dude, I had, you know, six or seven days there where like I was off. Like I was just, you know, I was angry. I was resentful. I was full of fear. I, you know, like I couldn't look at anything. I couldn't see anything, you know, but like what the thing that I've recognized is like when that stuff comes is what am I doing? Am I, am I deviating from the disciplines? Am I deviating from the, the, the actions of character or am I staying the course? Am I trusting? Am I trusting that I'm taking care of? Am I trusting that I'm okay? I mean, am I doing the things anyways, in spite of how I feel or how I'm thinking? Mm. And that's the biggest difference that I've recognized is that that that's real discipline, right? Like, am I going to my yoga practice that I committed to, even though I have a little bit of a headache or even though I don't feel good or my body's sore? Am I continuing to do the things, right? that I, I, I've set to practice, you know, am I continuing to practice prayer and meditation? Am I continuing to show up when I'm asked to show up? When I, am I, am I, am I still, am I holding true to my commitments? Are my feet doing what my mouth is saying? You know, looking at that stuff, right. Coming into alignment, coming into congruence, coming into this, this, you know, this cool, interesting way of living life. And, um, and today I can honestly say that I am doing that. Like I, that's how I live. But five, six years ago, no fucking way. That's I, I didn't live that way at all, you know? Mm-mm. And that's where like your gym thing, I completely relate to that, like completely relate to that. But I want to be the type of person that you, that you showed up to be where you're like, yeah, you know what? Like I haven't, I have, this is important to me in my life. Like this is something that I value and it's a, it's a part of who I am as a, as a character. And like, I haven't been doing it. Yeah. So come tomorrow, like I'm there. Right. And like, I put it in the calendar and regardless of what else is going on, like I'm fucking there. I might not feel good. I might not want to go. I might want to change my mind, but like, no, I'm going to do what I said I'm going to do. Totally. That's so cool though. Like, and that there's so much freedom in all of that. Like there's so much freedom in that because what happens is, is that as those disciplines start to add into my life and those commitments, you know, I, I start to come into alignment, all of a sudden the universe provides me with options. I'm given yeah. options, right? Yeah. Like, like you're, you're, and you talked about this yesterday and I think it's such a cool story, but like a year ago, 
like you were you were talking about this whole Mel thing, right? And this this relationship thing, and like what you were gonna do, and like how this stuff was gonna play out, and like you were you were living in an environment that you didn't want to live in. You were living around people that you didn't want to want to be around necessarily, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. But you you're not experiencing that today because of the person you became and the decisions and choices that you made. Yeah. And that was what was like, so wild about it was because it was like being in a Bunsen burner or something, because like, it was like, I knew something had to change, but I didn't know what it would be externally. I just had to stay focused on the work that we're talking about. So it would just, you know, your emotions would rise. I would get I'm still here. I'm trying to go check out this apartment. I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure, I'm still trying to figure out how to make my way. Right. Right. Uh, so it took me some time with this stuff. It took me some time talking with you to really get to that space where I was able to have that conversation with Melissa and say, I know now, I know the experience I'd like to have with you. And I know what I'm willing to do. Are you up for it? And to put your put myself out there, like, and it was scary as shit. I remember I was like sweating leaving your apartment to make that phone call, because there there's risk there, right? You know, I I don't like being told no. I'm afraid of rejection. I'm afraid of all sorts of shit. I'm afraid of, you know, all. But but with your help and with the the show, like this is wild. We talked about this yesterday too. That all this stuff is captured, <laughs> like it's all there. It's all laid out on all these episodes. Me trying to figure out how to live this way we are, we've been describing and that was that was the game time happened when i left your apartment and i shared all like and that was the thing i was like the terminology like what do we do we share we're not telling any like and that when i changed that lex that language and i realized like that's what life is it's it's all sharing like when i get into a, a any sort of discussion with melissa I've, I've since realized now all i have to do is share what i'm feeling and how i see things it doesn't have to be a debate. It's just, this is, you know, I don't have to go down this road. Like this is, right. this is all it is. This is I'm sharing with you how I feel and see things. And I, I don't know where, where. And, else. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it was such, that was such a cool thing to see. Right. And like, you're like how you're living today, like just hit me probably a week or two ago where I actually started to grasp and understand like where you were a year ago and what experiences you were having in that department, like your relationship and your living and like how all that stuff was, what was occurring. Right. Cause like, I remember doing the podcast and like talking to you on the phone, like on zoom and stuff when we'd come across each other and like, you're in this, you're in this like little room with um, you know, like a cool setup, right. Like a functional setup, but like clearly not what you were interested in experiencing. No. Like it served, a, it served a purpose. Yeah. Right? Like it was obvious that it served a purpose at the time that it was there, but it was obvious as well that like you were at that point in your life where you wanted to experiencing something else. Yes. Yeah. Right? I, like I, another. The best way to describe it is if you could see the background in some of the Zoom videos, it had all my art stuff there and it looked really cool. It was feng shui and that's kind of where I existed. I lived in this world that I had created. That's really what my life was. Like I just had created what I felt would, would bring me my own happiness. I, and, uh, yeah, and see, but see that in the thing that I can completely identify with is that if I don't wake the fuck up, I'm still living in an apartment with no furniture. Yeah. I'm still, I'm living, still, yeah. 
I'm still living, I'm still living um, in a place where I'm afraid to pay it. Like I'm, I'm afraid that I won't be able to pay my electric bill. Right. Like that, that's, yeah. that's where my, like, like sleeping, that's how my sleepiness looks like, like totally optionless. Yeah. Right. A needy, clingy, soft human being <laughs> that just, right. But then I'll show the, I'll show the character to you that I'm not that way. Right. Like totally yeah. inauthentic. And that, that's the price that for me, like I, I remember that stuff. And like, that's the price of not doing the work for me. That's the price of not continuing to develop and continuing to grow and continue to, to play a hand at the table. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, because I'll, I'll go back there that, that will, that, that, that I'll fall into, you know, the trap of letting you guys run my life and then be all upset when you don't do what you're supposed to do and then make decisions in my life and then blame you for making those decisions and then walk myself right back into a place where nobody wants to be around me. I have nothing to contribute. I have no options. Can't do anything. Right. And I'm totally stuck. And then I'll be walking around in a state of delusion saying like, oh, yeah, you know what? Like my life's OK. I'm enjoying my life. It's not true. It's not true. It's false. So like the gravity of it for me is like it's a it's a really it's a really um, heavy gravity. Right. Like it's I really I'm so clear on like seeing what it looks like when I'm not when I'm not doing the things that have been shown to me and I'm not interested in, in, be, in going inside. You know, yeah, but your example of like what you've the decisions and choices that you've made from like coming from a hole, essentially, like where you were three or four years ago, like to where you are today, like it's a revolutionary difference. It's a revolutionary change. It's, but that's why it's that's why it's so backwards, because I can I didn't make any decisions, dude. Like I listened to you. Like I tr like I, I maintain that, man. Like I can't no, actually no, tell you what I'm. What I'm saying is, is that you were the one that made the phone call. Well, but like, I, I, this like is you, why, like you had to push the numbers. But this is, this is where it breaks down from. And, and I, I wish I could phone a friend and bring Reed in here because <laughs> he's on this kind of wavelength, but like it breaks down because I just, I just can't, I can tell you in that room, in that space that I was living in when we first met with all my art shit behind me and the life that quote unquote, I had created, I can tell you specifically all about the podcast, the shows that I performed at all the films I made, all the essays I published, all the things I did. I can tell you all the stuff I decided to do. The moment we started these conversations till now, I can't actually tell you anything I did. I honestly don't yeah. feel like I did anything. Well, I, I, understand. I, I, I started listening and I started being open. And like you said, I started sharing. Yeah. And that, and that's the, that, that's just a personal philosophy, right? Like, and that it's, it, that's for you to make sense of like, however, but at the end of the day, <laughs> that's like, true. It is yeah, true. Like it doesn't, <laughs> yeah. Like, like for me, like I, I see it for me the way that I see it. Right. And I'm clear on what I see for me in my life. Yeah, like, you, and I, you know, you're aware and you're conscious of the decisions that you're making. Yeah, you're like, I'm doing things like Peter's yeah. doing things. Right. And that that for me, that's an alignment for me of where I am today. Right. And but the, the point that I'm making is that regardless. But wait, but wait, what about the stillness? What about the 
the space of non-being underneath the Peter. Yeah, yeah. That that's an that that that's there's nothing happening there. That's just awareness. That's just that's just that that gap, that that recognition between this character and who I really am. You see what I'm saying? So who you really are is not my name, is not the character. It's everything though, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I don't I (laughs) I can't say it. No, right. But what what I'm saying is is that because you, you for me there's everything, right? Uh-huh. There's everything. And these games that I'm playing, like the, the tax game and the relationship game and the work game, like those are made up. At the end of the day, those games in the grand scheme of life, of what life is, they don't matter. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right? Like they, they, they really don't matter. Right? I, I come in. And I come out. <laughs> See what I'm saying? Like I'm I'm yeah. here, and then as soon as I'm here, I start decaying, and I decay and decay and decay and decay and decay. This body, whatever this game, this life experience thing is, like it it decays and then it's gone. Right? Like I'm not. I don't have any delusions about like that philosophy for me. Like it's that's obvious to me. But then there's these games that are in that are inside what the real game actually is. And that's what I'm talking about, right? I'm talking about I'm talking about and who's playing the games, the the, the small games, the relationship game, the money game, the the you know the uh, tax game, the sports game, like all these different things, right? That's Peter. Peter's playing those. Yeah. Right. Like Peter's playing that stuff. Yeah. And I'm well aware that it doesn't matter. That's why they're games. Right. Right. Now, within those games, there's a bit of a hierarchy in terms of level of sincerity. Like. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe maybe there's a long term relationship that I experience. I, I, I experience a long term relationship game. Right. And, and things keep going and going and going. And there's experience on experience on experience on experience that moves into a place of greater sincerity as that game continues. It's not frivolous or it's not like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, everything's, I, everything's yeah. fluid, but like, yeah, if I'm showing up, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm playing the, if I'm playing the game of a, of a, of a golf, of a round of golf, like let's say you and I go and play a round of golf. And it's not in a tournament setting. There's 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 nothing that really is going to come my way materially by playing that game with you. My level of sincerity goes down. Like I'm still sincere, but like you see what I'm saying? Like I can go yeah. out and not have any. It's like going out and throwing the football with your buddy. Like which I'm is, playing. A, which is interesting. Is like I, I like the higher level games where you need sincerity. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Like. And that's again, but that's a that's a personal philosophy. Right. That's a, right. I that's a personal saying. idea. But what I'm saying is, is that regardless, in any game that I'm playing, any game that I'm involved with, whatever that is, action has to be taken. Some action has to happen. Wherever that action comes from, like I'm not, I'm, I don't, 
I'm not going to debate that. Right. So like in your, like, for instance, I, I, the phone call has to be made. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're right. And there was plenty of time. Yeah. There was plenty of times I'm sitting in that car and yeah, I mean, cause we didn't even really know each other, but I was, yeah. Dialing the phone number. I, I, I viscerally remember sitting outside the Kroger parking lot one of those days being like, I, I'm going to call. I'm, I'm literally dialing right now because I don't know what to do. And this is something that someone that it somewhat was in my repertoire of like, when you don't know what to do, pick up the phone. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but but reg and regardless of the source of that action, whatever, like it doesn't, I don't like for me, I don't split hairs with it. It doesn't really matter to me. All I know is that it's something that I do, like something that happens. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. And what I found is that by taking a look at the things that I'm actually doing in these games, by just looking at it and being aware of what comes to me as a result of the actions that are being that are uh, that are being taken. That gives me some understanding and awareness of how it actually works. Yeah, it and is. that explains yeah. that explains totally. why in my life over the last period of time, my life has gotten significantly easier. Not harder, easy, easier, easier. Like it's easy to earn income. It's easy to develop skills. It's easier. Like these are easier things for me. They're not hard. They're hard. They were hard for me because I was still external. Mm. I was still attached to what everybody thought of me. That was hard. Because I'm dealing with I'm dealing with other circumstances and external conditions that are influencing what it is that's being done. But all of a sudden I get internal and it's just like, well, this is what I do. I just do this. <laughs> yeah. And I no oh, longer okay. care. And I no longer care whether you think it's moral or whether you think it's immoral or whether you think it's bad or whether you think it's good. It doesn't matter to me. This is just what I do. You're you're more than welcome to give me feedback on that and like share with me what you see, but at the end of the day, the actions are coming out of Peter. They're coming out of whatever this is. <laughs> yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, dude. So it's just it's just cool. It's you know, it's 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 easier, it's it's more interesting, like it's a, it's a more interesting way to live for me. Um and then the cool part is just recognizing other other people uh, experiencing something else. Like it's so rare, man. There are, there are guys that I know that are, are stuck in the same fucking situation that they've been in for 20 years or 30 years, yeah. right? Like you and I both know people that are living in that same apartment. They're not interested in that apartment. They they're interested in experiencing something else, but yet they're sitting in that same spot day after day after day, year after year after year. And then they're wondering, well, like, why, why don't I live an abundant life? Why does my life look, why does, why, why don't I have any options in my life? <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, like, man. that's yeah. not, that's not my responsibility. Like, just like it wasn't your responsibility when I was living in an apartment with no furniture, no hot water, no heat. <laughs> yeah, living no, out of my car. Yeah, sleeping on with you know six jackets on and four pairs of sweatpants 
you know, all because I'm too stubborn and too stupid to be able to recognize that I don't know what's best for me. <laughs> yeah. You know I mean? it's, fucking, it's fucking crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. You would, but yeah. all these things start unraveling. As soon as I start getting, getting interested in the inside job and I start getting interesting in how, it, how, it, how this character, how I'm showing up, right? Then things, then the mind starts to open, right? And the world, my perception on life starts to, starts to shift. And I don't see things the way that I used to see things. And then things start rolling and things start opening up, right? Like that flower that's blossoming. It just starts, just starts blossoming and opening up, right? That's and, what I was I, I have a bone to pick with your perspective on your mortality, like your the decay thing. What if it's a what if it's a grow thing? No, no, yeah, you can. Yeah, I was just looking at the at the, at, at the cycle of life in a uh, in a in a total like in a total spectrum, right? It's like, like it's like a tree that grows and grows and grows, and then near the end, it, it gets tired and wilts. Yeah, 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 but like. For like, just for instance, right? Like as soon as, as soon as I'm born, like that whole process, I'm moving closer and closer to decay. Yeah. Yeah. That's right? going to happen. Yeah. Because I'm moving closer and closer to decay. I'm always decaying. <laughs> See, like I'm never, I'm never moving closer on the stream of life. Like I'm never moving closer to being born again. Well, what about, we, we've been going a long time. Now I want to ask you about fucking autobiography yogi books of people that, uh, that, that expand beyond the decay. Yeah, like yeah. The, I don't have any personal experience with that. But like, I, do I, yeah, is it within the realm of possibility 100%? Like I totally believe that, that a human being has the potential to transcend um, the limitations of their body. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I just personally believe that. I don't know if I, <laughs> yeah, dude. I don't know if I'll ever experience something like that, but like, is it, is it something that's, that's possible? hundred, like, I, I, yeah, I just, I think a hundred percent I've read you want to send it to. too many personal experiences of people. And like Yogananda was one of them, but like the stories he shares in that books, like there's several people that, that are, it's obvious, you know? Yeah, you keep hearing the same stories and there's these, you know, you hear about these, these people that do these, can do, and I don't know, I'm with you too. I, I want to, I want to believe I'm X-Files, I'm X-Files. I, yet, I enjoy I, believing. Yeah, but yet for me personally, I'm not at that place where like I'd ever be, like I'm not even, in, I'm not interested in experiencing transcendence. Like I have too, too much fun, like in the mud. No, oh, yeah, same. I don't think it's, I don't think it's a possibility for me. Yeah, well, I just, yeah, I don't even think about it. I just enjoy the games and I enjoy the mud. Like I enjoy the struggles and I enjoy the the non-struggle. You know what I mean? Like I just yeah. enjoy that. You, you have to accept your wiring. Like I've accepted that, like I, I enjoy the shit out of, I don't, I don't think, I don't know if an awakened transcended master plays eight hours of EverQuest. <laughs> I like playing EverQuest, God damn it. Like you don't know. Yeah, maybe you're just the transcendent, uh, the you know, the transcendent being that, um, you know, found the jazz and everquest reasonably speaking there's hundreds of thousands of people there that are conscious entities existing in this fictional realm so it's yeah. not much different than where we are right now playing everquest yeah <laughs> so i don't know yeah dude this has been this has been this has been great it feels like it was like a 
a first conversation. Like it feels like we're new people, both of us. Um, and the long, yeah, I think no, this 100, is, yeah, a hundred, a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. And it feels like it's, yeah, the, this is definitely the longest episode we've ever had. Yeah. And I think, you know, the, uh, the cool part is I just have this feeling that down the road, there'll be like this next year is going to be, um, I see a lot of different things taking place in, in my life, um, like new experiences in my life. Um, and, you know, I see the same, I see the same for you, but you know, the cool part about it is, is I just, the works the we've done the, we, we do the work. Yeah. And that's, that's the other like, thing too, that I think is so interesting is, and I guess just, I've been paying attention to it. Like, um, I like spending time with people that I have more energy after you spend the time with the person, like nothing we've done here felt like any energy was spent. It felt yeah. like energy was created. hundred percent. And you can tell in your day-to-day -day life when, you know, if you get a feeling and you're like, I don't know, this is going to, you know, yeah, this is just, Hey, this is just me speaking to the listener. I give you permission to go, to go where the energy flows. You don't have to go hang out with that dude or that girl or wherever, if it's going to be a bum out, you have I'm giving you permission. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's like, you ever go to a, you ever go to a meeting, you ever go to an AA meeting and it just feels like a fucking morgue. Oh my God. Yeah. You know what I mean, you just sit there and it's like, what are we doing here? Like, Fuck yeah, what is, what, what is this? Like, is, is there not anybody in this room that's excited about the potential of their life? That's, that's, that's excited about growing and excited about waking up and like experiencing a vibrant, abundant fucking world. Like what, what are we doing here? You know what I mean? Like for me mm. that I like, you hear people talk about like feeling better when they go to meetings. Like there are meetings that I go to where I feel worse because yeah. the energy, the energy is so, it's so low and it's so depressing and like, right. And like, why do I go there? I go there because there might be somebody there that's dying and wants to get well. And maybe I can be available to that person. You know I mean? That's the purpose of being there. But like this buzz that you and I have experienced over the last couple hours, like this is an authentic buzz. This is a buzz that that I experience on a regular basis, whether I'm in an AA meeting or whether I'm not. And that's what, that's what's so that yeah, that's so that's what the doc, that's what they talk about when they talk about freedom, I think, and excitement in life and what could, what could be, you know? I'll, yeah. Maybe. And then, yeah. And then constantly, constantly looking at, looking at where other people might be accurate, right? Like being open to see like, not that it's, not that it's going to be like, I'm going to copy and I'm going to copy the person, but like genuinely listening to somebody that's experiencing their life in a way that I'm interested and then openly and honestly taking stock of how I am in relationship to it and mm -hmm. going, is this dude, what this dude is saying on this podcast or what this dude is writing or what this woman is writing in this book, right? Like, is that, is that authentic for me? Like, is that, is that something like being open-minded to that stuff? Right. Cause that's the only way that I can take stock of my life and be like, yeah, you know what, in terms of your, your life, like the, the, the six or seven spokes of your life, everything's looking pretty cool. And like, there's a lot of cool things going on, but that seventh spoke, that financial spoke, like this is the year where we can put some energy and some focus into creating that. 
Hell yeah. Right. But I can only pick that up because I listened to a guy say, like, this is what it was for me. This is what happened. This is what I recognized and how like the lack of my financial abundance in my life and the lack of what I was as a person was limiting my options of things I wanted to experience. Yeah. Yeah. That's oh, cool. That makes sense. That makes sense. So the guy says, in order for me to be, in order for it to be better, I have to be better. In order for me to have a new experience, I have to change. I have to put in the time and the effort and I have to put myself <laughs> in a position to be changed. That's my, that's one of my favorite clips that we've ever had from the show is when I was at your apartment and you're, you, you went on that tan, like, you don't, you don't need to change. I need to change, dude. Like that was, that's it. Like it's not nothing outside. And the craziest part is, is when I started to change, everything else started to change. Right. The friends changed, like the people that were hanging around me changed. The relationships changed, the income changed, the, the options of playing games changed, right? Like, and that's what I'm on about when I'm on about the, the unknown variable or the mystery of life, the whatever it is that's that's in this beyond beyond the realm of the physical is so interesting to me because if you're existing in a state of the unknown or the or the potentiality, then then you are accessing. Uh, parts of yourself that you can't see. And, and those are what are being brought forth into the realm of existence or reality or where we are. Into the and, light. And that's, and that's really like, that's being at the precipice of, of, of what you could be at all times. Like that's what else would you want to do? Like be the best you could possibly be at all times. And the only way to do that is to tap into a space that you can't actually um know or 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 describe it's it's a it's a it's it's the ever-changing changeless state this unknown variable of of change that is in all aspects of existence right the constant the constant the very the constant variable of change 100 progression that you describe decay growth whatever it may be yeah that's cool it's been the greatest like i've said this before but it's been the greatest uh it's been the greatest revelation of my life. No, no two ways about it. Um, and it's a, it's a, you know, it's an honor. It's an honor to do the work, right? It's yeah. an, it's like, I feel, I feel like an, there's an element of privilege in being able to do this stuff and uh, you know, being able to look at myself objectively and say, you know what, like you're inadequate there. Like you don't have those skills or like, you know, you want to play this game, but you're not good enough for that right now. Like being, being in that, that place where it's like super hard on myself and super objective, but understanding it, right. And understanding that if I'm willing to look at it and I'm willing to, to, you know, have some inputs with it, that I can have new experiences with those things with, you know, with myself in relationship to those things. Yeah. And then not, not having to bitch about it when I don't put the work in, not having, not bitching about it going like, Oh man, I got so unlucky there. Like, you know, that dude didn't do that. And you know, he fucked up the deal and whatever. And I look back on it. I'm going, you didn't fuck up anything. You didn't do it. Like you didn't do the work that was required for it. You should have had another deal on the side that was going to cover your ass. Mm. Like taking responsibility for my life. I'm not responsible 
He's not responsible for whether or not the deal goes through or not. I am. Mm. Or more, more importantly, like being getting paid on, on that deal, right? Like leaving up, leaving that guy, uh, that person's decision to uh, dictate whether or not I can pay my electric bill, right? Like, no, I'm, I'm paying my electric bill and this is how I'm going to do it. I'm going to have four or five of these deals in place, right? Make the inputs so that one of the deal closes and I can pay the electric bill. <laughs> yeah. You know, stuff like that. But then not bitching about it when it doesn't go my way. And not, and not bringing that, like bringing that shit to other people. Like bringing that to you and calling you on the phone and being like, you know what, man? Like, I'm such a loser. I'm such a, like, you and I have never had a conversation like that. I don't think so. Yeah. Right. Like, it's, it's never been, it's never, it doesn't come from a place of, of, of lacking. It comes from a place of potentiality. Well, we have had, we've had, we have had like, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling conversations. A hundred percent, but that's authentic. That's, that's vulnerable. Hmm. That's real. I'm not, I'm struggling. I'm not saying I'm struggling because you did something. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. Right. Or because she left. She dumped me in a text message. No, I'm just struggling with this, dude. Like, what do you see? Like, how, what do you think? She can do what she wants to do. I don't, it doesn't matter to me, but like, I'm interested in how I'm showing up in relationship to it. Right. You know, like I'm hurting from it. I'm in pain from it. Right. But I'm not, I'm not saying she's a, you know, this or that. I'm not calling her names. I'm not putting her down. I'm not talking poorly about her. I'm just saying like, dude tough deal for me. I'm having a hard time with this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Way more constructive. Whew. Well, shit. We're, we're, we're back, bro. We're, we're fucking back, back, dude. We're, we're back. Um, yeah. I'm excited about what, what's going to unfold now too. Yeah. Let's see what happens. Yeah. Uh, anything else before we wrap it up? I don't know. You're gonna have some editing to do, man. I don't know if people want to I'm listen not, to us. I'm not. I'm not editing anything, dude. You're not. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. No. I'm gonna just uh, rip it. All right. We're in the uh, the rip and run. Uh, <laughs> well. Yeah, because I think there's a lot. First of all, like I was interested in everything we were talking about the whole time, right? Yeah, me too. And so, in that sense, like, and and and, um, you know, like. It's stuff that I want to hear. And, you know, like you can take personal, you know, creative liberties with things to try to be helpful to an audience when you're producing a piece of content, but. Create some clickbait. Yeah. But at the end of the day, we're just making stuff to make stuff. And if, if someone finds it and it's helpful, that's what it's for. Like, it's, it's not for me to decide what should be in or what shouldn't be in. You know what I'm saying? Like I've tried doing that and um, you know, I don't want to, I I don't, you know, something you may say someone will get, will will click with that I accidentally cut out because I didn't get anything from it. And I'm not the best judge there, you know, because I'm not, I'm not other people. And vice versa for me, I may take out something I say because I've already said it or I've heard myself say it before, but somebody else may not have. I don't want to be the one to decide what is valuable or not for other people. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah. But yeah. Thanks All right. For well, what's that? 
Huh? What'd you say? What are you gonna do? Huh? huh? <laughs> no, no. I guess uh, onwards we go. Onwards and upwards. <laughs> All right. All right. Namaste, my brother. Namaste, dude. Catch you later. Do you want?